Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Ntefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Put your hands together as we bring to the microphone one of God's choice seven as he brings to us God's word. You can do better than that. The shout of the king is in the house. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have this morning to be in your presence. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence and your guidance. We give you praise for what you inspire us to hear. And thank you that our lives will be affected. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be here this morning? Why don't you give a wonderful clap offering to Jesus? Let me take this opportunity to thank God um, for His goodness and His mercies gathering all of us this morning. Let's appreciate Jesus. And this morning, before I say anything, I want us to rise and appreciate one of God's choicest servant in the whole world world today. The Papa. Oh, you can do it better. Hallelujah. Papa, thank you so much for the opportunity to be invited. And I want you to know that we love you. And uh, you are the best Papa that we could ever have. We appreciate God for your life. And we have only one prayer. That the Lord will keep you for many, 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 many years. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from my father in ministry. The Bishop, Bishop Dagwood Mills. A man that we all love so much. I thank God for his life because I own all that I am today to him. I thank God for his guidance, his instructions all these years in my life. And uh, I want to say, Bishop, God bless you. I pray that you continue to live very, very long, and that God will continue to keep you. Amen. Now, this morning, I want to be speaking on the subject, 
honor your prophet. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Say, I must honor my prophet. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Amen. Mark chapter 6. And he went out from thence and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. Continue. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence are this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here of us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, verse 4, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick fold and healed them. Now, right here in this scripture, we see Jesus in his own hometown struggling to do mighty works. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the one who walked on water, fed 5,000, healed all manner of people, was struggling. In verse 5, the scripture says, and he could there do no mighty work. Now, take note that the Bible didn't say he did not want to do mighty works, or he was not willing. But the Bible says, when Jesus came to his own hometown, he could not do mighty works. Now this is very interesting to see. You know, a prophet is someone who is supposed to be of help to his people. But here we see Jesus standing among his own people and was not able to do mighty works. And the reason was that Jesus himself explained it in verse 5. Look at, that, look at it again. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And the reason Jesus gave for this situation is in verse 4. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. Brothers and sisters, where the prophet is not honored, the prophet is made naked and helpless. His mantle is taken away from him. And therefore, the prophet is not able to help his people. Now, a prophet is a very, very important person. A prophet is 
pastor. The servant of God that God places over us. Now, the sign of a true prophet is someone who gives to us the way of salvation. Look at Luke 1, 76 and 77. When John the Baptist was born, Luke 1, 76 please, his father lifted him up and made a declaration over his life. Luke 1, 76. If I can have it on the screen. And thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Now, the sign of a true prophet is someone who gives knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. And I believe that over these 40 years, this is what the Lord has used Papa to do amongst us. Can I have an amen? That is what makes Papa our prophet. But apart from that, Papa also over these 40 years has been placed over us. Action Chapel International and indeed, I will say over the charismatic church in Ghana as our prophet. Hallelujah. You know, in 2000 and it's a good place for us to appreciate him. In 2011, I did a groundbreaking research work you know, where I looked at church planting. And uh, all the respected theologians have placed it on record that Papa is the father of the charismatic church in Ghana. Hallelujah. Now, when you look at Hosea chapter 12, you see the different dimensions of the ministry of the prophets. And I would like us to look at it. Hosea chapter 12. We are looking at verse 10 first. And then we will look at verse 13. Now this is God speaking. He said, I have spoken by the prophets. And I have multiplied visions. And used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. Now, so you see in this verse, Three dimensions of the ministry of the prophet. Number one, the prophet speaks. Amen. When we talk about prophesying, we are talking about inspired speaking. Now this morning, as I'm preaching, I'm prophesying. And for the last 40 years, Papa has stood in this place and stood in many places across the nations of the world to speak the full counsel of God to us. Hallelujah. And the word of God that God has put in his mouth for us has changed our lives, has given us direction, has given us instruction, has encouraged us. Those words have strengthened us. 
when we have been down and out, we have, when we have stood in the valleys, we have picked ourselves up out of the valleys through those words that He has spoken to us all those years. But not only that, not only that, please keep that scripture there, not only that, and have multiplied visions. We have received many, many directions to the powerful visions that the Lord has given to Papa. His dreams, the visions that he has shared with us, have really, really encouraged us and brought us this far. Number three, and use similitudes. Similitudes talks about parables, examples, illustrations. So, these are three powerful things that we can truly say we have benefited from the ministry of Papa all over these years. Now, look at verse 13 of the same chapter. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. So, we see two additional dimensions of the ministry of our prophet. That through the ministry of our prophet, Papa, God has brought us out of Egypt. And we have been preserved. So, he has spoken to us. He has shared upon the great visions. He has given us illustrations, parables, examples that have held us and through his ministry, we have been delivered from the Egypts of our life and we have been present. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that your prophet is a very important person because your prophet is an agent of change, is an agent of promotion, is an agent of instruction, is an agent of blessing for your life. Whenever God wanted to deliver and bless his people, he sent to them a prophet. We all know what happened to Israel when they found themselves in Egypt. When you look at Exodus 1 from verse 10, you see how miserable their lives were. The Bible says that they suffered. They were afflicted. They were made to work very hard. Their lives were made bitter. Egypt is a place of affliction. Egypt is a place of depression. Egypt is a place where you are not appreciated. Egypt is a place where you are down. Now right in the midst of that, in Exodus chapter 3 from verse 7, God calls Moses and God says, I have seen the affliction of my people in Israel and I am come down to deliver them. Now, how was God going to deliver them from Egypt? He said to Moses, I am sending you. When God wants to deliver you from Egypt, he sends to you a prophet. And this, and this is what we have enjoyed in this church and elsewhere through the wonderful ministry of Papa. We have been delivered from our afflictions. We have been delivered from our pains. We have been delivered from our sufferings. We have been delivered from our depressions. We have been delivered from our sicknesses through the ministry of this great, great prophet that the Lord has given to us. Hallelujah! Now, but the tragedy, the tragedy, brothers and sisters, is that 
We can have such an anointed prophet in our midst. And yet, sometimes not benefit from the mighty works and the mighty giftings and the mighty anointings that is upon his life. When Jesus stood in Nazareth, the Bible says that he could there do no mighty works. And the reason was because he was not honored. Brothers and sisters, this morning, God sent me to declare to you that it is important for us to honor the prophet of God that has been placed in our midst. Hallelujah. We should not be like the people of Nazareth. They looked at Jesus and they said, who do you think you are? Is it not a carpenter? Is it not the son of Mary? Don't we know his brothers and his sisters? You see, instead of honoring the prophet, instead of appreciating the prophet, they had become familiar with him. One of the most dangerous things that can happen to us, that perhaps has even happened to us already, to many of us, is for us to become familiar with the great prophet that God has given to us. What does it mean to be familiar? To be familiar with somebody or someone is to know someone or something so well to the point that now you lose your sense of admiration, respect, and awe. They look at Jesus, the mighty anointed man of God, and they say, ah, is this not a carpenter? They reduce him to a carpenter. You see, we can sit in church and reduce the great prophets to nothing. Hallelujah. Your prophet is important. Jesus said in John 13, 20. Look at it. John 13, 20. John 13, 20. If I can have it. Alright. Jesus said, whosoever received the one that I sent, receives me. Very, very, I say unto you, he that received whomsoever I sent, Receiveth me. I see that. Jesus said, If you receive the person that I have sent, you have received me. Which means that if you reject the person that Jesus sent, you have rejected him. When we reject the prophet of God, what we are doing is that we are rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he went on to say, And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Jesus said, he that receives me, Jesus, receives the Father that sent me. Now, look at what is happening here. It means that your prophet, ladies and gentlemen, your prophet is three steps away from God. Come, 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 brother. Come, 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 this way. Come, come this way. Three of you. You can sit down. Now, stand here. This is the one that Jesus has sent. This is Jesus. This is the Father. Jesus said, Whosoever receives the one that I sent, receives me. And whosoever receives me, receives the Father that has sent me. So this is the prophet. This is Jesus. And this is the Father. So your prophet is three steps. One, two, 
away from God himself. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus, somebody? So when you joke with your prophet, you are joking with somebody very, very important. Hallelujah. What God expects from us is honor. Honor. What God expects from us is not embarrassment. It's not criticism. It's not memory. But honor. Amen. In Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6. Look at it. A son honored his father. And a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Said a lot of hosts unto you. Oh, priest, that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised thy name? A son honored his father. A son that so criticizes his father. A son that's not embarrassed his father. A son that's not discussed negatively the father. A son that's not pulled down the father. But a son, once you are a son, God expects you to honor the father. Amen? Now, Jesus. Jesus honored the father. In John 8, 49. Look at John 8, 49. John 8, 49. John 8, 49. John 8, 49. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. And ye dishonor me. Jesus said, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. Honoring father is something that Jesus himself teaches us. There can be no better example that we can follow than the example of Jesus. Jesus said, I honor the Father. Now, if Jesus honor the Father, he's showing us an example. Hallelujah. The Bible says, we must follow the example of Jesus as good children. And Jesus says, I honor the Father. But I want you to see something that he said before that. He said, I do not have a devil. Which means that dishonor Dishonor is an evil spirit. When you are the type of person that dishonors fathers, you are being influenced by an evil spirit. <laughs> I want to say it again. If you don't honor the father, and you are rather dishonoring the father, you are being inspired by an evil spirit. Can I have an amen? Lift up your right hand and say, Father, deliver me from an evil spirit. Amen. Now, one of the reasons why we do not honor the prophet of God is because often we don't even recognize who he is to us. In 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 8, we see a very prosperous woman, the Shunammite woman, receiving Elisha, the prophet, to a house, hosting her. She prepared a place for him and hosted her regularly. But I want you to see something. If you have the NIV, can I have the NIV if you have it? Made this woman to honor Elijah. What made this woman to honor Elijah? Now, one day Elijah went to Shunem and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. She said, look at verse 9. 
she said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. I know. The reason why the woman honored the prophet the way she did was because she recognized who he was. Anna starts by knowing your prophet. Anna starts by knowing your prophet. Not until you have recognized. Not until you have noticed. Not until you have had a deep revelation of the prophet of God in your midst. You can never begin to honor. Yeah. And action faith international. And a charismatic church in Ghana. The time has come for us to recognize, to know, to appreciate. I said the time has come for us to recognize, to know, and to appreciate. The time has come for us to recognize, to know, and to appreciate this great, 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 great prophet of God. Hallelujah. Look at us today. We are worshipping freely in this country. How many of you are charismatics? Eh? You go to many countries. You cannot worship God. Bishop. There are many countries who used to be Christian nations. Where today other religions have taken over. We in Ghana, we could have been sitting in darkness. Just like the people in the days of Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew 4 that the people sat in darkness. We could have been sitting in darkness. But 40 years ago, God had mercy on this country. Look at a young man. I said, look at a young man and lifted him up that today all across the nations we can have the charismatic church. I don't know why you are sitting now. To God be the glory, great things he has done. To God be the glory, great things he has done. To God be the glory, great things he has done. A people, a nation that does not recognize and honor her leaders is doomed. Yeah, yeah. Please be seated. You see, look at the way we treat our presidents. Look at the way we treat our presidents. It's almost like after you are finished your presidency, to hell with you. You should see us arguing about whether they should have a house or a car or something to live in. It says this in part explains why when our leaders get into position, they begin to tell themselves, I better fix myself. Yeah. We should be ashamed of ourselves. The way President Liman lived and died in this country. We should be ashamed of ourselves. President Rollins, President Kufuor, President Mahama must not live in poverty. They must not walk in disrespect. They deserve our highest respect and honor as a nation. Now, look at Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23. 
from verse 29. This is Jesus speaking. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous. Action Faith International. God looks at us and says, if we wait for Papa to disappear into the heavens, and then we stand up to do great things, God calls us hypocrites. We must not be builders of the tombs of our prophets. If there is any good, if there is any honor, if there is any praise, if there is any, any appointment, if there is any promotion for Papa, it is now. Anna must be done now. Anna must be done now. Anna must be done now. We like to build the tombs of our prophets. Yeah. Many, many years ago, when I was practicing at the hospital, Kolebu, there was an amazing thing that we used to see. You see a patient eh, lying on the ward. All that that patient needs is a little bottle of insulin to survive. And the relatives will not come. They will appear at the doors of the world and peep to see. Is she still breathing? Is she still breathing? We will pile up prescriptions for days, sometimes weeks, and they will not come. And suddenly, on the day that that patient dies, you will find 12, 14, 21, seven relatives who have come eagerly. They are ready to pay every bill pay every much free, pay everything. Why? Because we are the builders of the tombs of our prophets. Anna must be done, but it must also be done in time. I was looking at the newspapers the other time and I saw the launch this year in action worldwide of 460. Purpose, 40 years in ministry and 60th birthday. And I said to myself, if there is any opportunity we have to show Anna, this is it. Is it a good policy? When I ask, is it a good policy? Shout by it, it's a good policy. Is it a good policy? Is it a good policy? Say, it is a good policy. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. We should not be builders of tombs. You see, when you read down, my time will not allow me. But when you read down, Jesus called them vipers. Vipers. He called the Pharisees and the scribes and all these people vipers for not honoring the prophets. And John the Baptist also called them vipers. Now, what is a viper? The viper is a snake with the triangle head. Very dangerous. It's a killer. It's a killer. Listen to me. People who don't honor the prophet, but rather dishonor the prophet, they are the killers of anointings. They are the killers of anointings. They are the killers of the giftings and the power and the grace of God upon the servant of God. Oh yes. I don't believe that we are giving Papa his place that is due in action. And in this country, 
Yes. If you want to take most of the charismatic church that we find today, eh? most of those churches, the founders are either his brothers or brothers of his brothers. He said, we don't like to accept it. Many of us pastors, we have made ourselves like Elijah. It is Elijah who just appeared. It is Elijah who just appeared. And most of us, we have made ourselves like Elijah's. And I want to thank God for the life of my prophet, Bishop Dan. How many times he points to Papa? How many times? Is it why, why you listen to him preaching? You, you, you wonder. You, you, you may even think that Papa is sitting down there. No, 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 no. He talks about him in a favorable light, in public, out of public, all the time. You see, that is Anna. That is Anna. Hallelujah. Now, one time, Jesus was being honored. Look at Matthew chapter 26 from verse 6. If you can help me quickly, because I'm running out of time. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his feet as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. Listen, Anna is not waste. Anna is not waste. Actually, you show Anna by pouring out great things on your prophet. Anna is not cheap and Anna is not waste. You should see some of us. When the offering time comes, we look into our wallets, we look into our handbags, and we take the most degenerated notes. The note that the banks have refused, the note that the ordinary market women have refused, those are the notes that we collect and we put them into the offering bag. That is this other. I am very, very particular each time I am giving offering to God. I take the best. God deserves the best. If you want to honor, you must give the best. This woman came. Some other translations will say, very, came with a very expensive perfume. Very expensive perfume. Anna is costly. If you want to honor, it will cost you something. And this year, action, our time has come. Let it cost this church something for us to honor this great prophet of God. He said, the disciples said, to what waste? To what waste? To what waste? There are many people who don't think that a pastor deserves much. Actually, many people think that you must be, a, you must be daft and idiot to be a pastor. It's amazing. It's amazing. But I'm not an idiot. Thank God I've been to school. I've been to school. I've been to school for seven years. Trained to have one of the noblest professions on earth. And when the Lord called me, I put it down to take the Bible. And I'm very happy to call myself a pastor. Now look at a church like this. A church where the presidents come, the diplomatic corps come, the top people in society come. How can such a church be led by an idiot? 
man of a special grace, a man of a special anointing, a man of a special power of God to lead a church like this. And when the time comes for us to honor him, we cannot say that it is a waste. It cannot be a waste. Now go back to the scripture. Go back to the scripture. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation saying, to what purpose is this waste? Continue. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? Watch this. For she had wrought a good work upon me. Jesus called, when people were calling it waste, Jesus called it a good work. Jesus says, Anna is a good work. I like, I like the NIV version of what Jesus said. I hear you go home. I see here. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. She has done a beautiful thing to me. Jesus called the Anna that was bestowed upon him a beautiful thing. This year, it is our opportunity for us to do a beautiful thing for the prophet of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we don't honor, the mighty works that God can use the prophet to do cannot be, cannot be done. Jesus stood in Nazareth and the Bible said that he could there do no mighty works. Why? Because he was not honored. And let me close with this. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Very quickly please. Give me the, the King James. Then six days before the Passover then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There, they made him a supper. And Martha said, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Now look at verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus. And wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, we should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This is said not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And had a bag. And bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. Every time people criticize the honor, Jesus' response was, it is a good thing. 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 But watch this. This matter and Mary, whose brother Lazarus was resurrected, they were the people who had had the habit of honoring him. He used to go to their home to go and eat. They honored him all the time. And watch this as I conclude. No doubt that they experienced the greatest manifestation 
of the power that was on Jesus Christ's ministry. Why do I say so? When their brother died for four days, when their brother died for four days, the power that was on Jesus to do mighty things was activated to bring him back to life. The reason why that power was activated was because Mary and Martha had been in the habit of honoring Jesus. Stand to your feet. The time has come for us to repent as a church, for us to repent as a people. The time has come for us to have a new heart. A heart that says, this is our prophet. We must honor him. Lift up your hands and just thank God for this wonderful prophet. And ask God to give you a new heart. A heart that is excited to bring honor to the prophet. Lift up your hands and pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this great prophet. Give us, oh God, an excited heart. A yielded heart that says, yes, yes, he is due our praise. He will steal our exaltation. He will steal our respect. He will steal our promotion. We thank you. Lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your way that has come to us. I pray the Lord will yield to your way. Thank you for the great prophet, Papa, that you have given to us these last 40 years. He has spoken to us. He has shared with us wonderful visions. You have used him to bless us through similitudes. Lord, through his ministry, you have, you have brought us out of our Egypt and preserved our lives. And now, Lord, as his people, give us a good heart to honor him. We give you praise and we thank you for the new season, for the new era, and for the new opportunity that we have. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opposite the Kolebu main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 278 888-884 or 543 The numbers again 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.